Welcome back, everybody, to Chris and Harry Unplugged. This is episode two. I'm Harry Sisson. I'm Chris Mowry. And we are so honored and thankful to have you guys watching or listening or whatever format uh, you're tuning in today. Uh, we have some major updates for you folks. First and foremost, we now have a schedule. So we will be posting the podcast every week at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Monday, once a week. Once a week, Monday, 1 p.m. Eastern time. Um, and on top of that, we're very excited to announce that we're on all platforms. All we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, uh, just, what else are just we on? RSS, uh, Podcast Index, Samsung Podcast, Google Podcast, literally anywhere you can get a podcast, we are there. If you're on YouTube right now, I will leave links to literally all, all every everything I just said and more in the description so you can click. If not, if you're on Spotify right now and you'd rather listen on Apple Podcasts, you can search us there or go to YouTube. And like I said, I'll leave the links. So we're pretty much everywhere you can get podcasts. And I think the only other thing is we have spent quite a bit of time on this episode trying to make sure our audio sounds significantly better. I really hope that we've achieved at least we've, we've gotten toward the goal of making it sound perfect. I always chase perfection, folks. Um, so hopefully it sounds better. If not, uh, we're going to continue to make improvements week by week. I know the video situation isn't great right now, but hopefully next episode video will look even better. So we're always trying to improve. Uh, and yeah, I think with that being said, we also got a lot of fantastic emails. You can email us anytime at questions at cmhs unplugged that will also be in the description questions at cmhs unplugged you got a ton of emails really really appreciate everyone who emailed we're going to try to get through two or three of them at the end of the episode so stick around uh you can listen to our responses there and like i said i really appreciate everyone who uh who who wrote us and with that being said we have a pretty dense episode here i think we're we're kind of more in our podcast groove um and we're, we're just really excited to to spend you know at least hopefully an hour or so here talking about some Hopefully. news stories and some segments stuff like that so yeah we good yeah let's sounds like a plan yeah. shall we just dive let's, right let's in let's dive right in i think i think the All first right. thing we're going to talk about here it's going to be the fourth of july weekend um i i i hope everyone had a safe fourth of july weekend uh we're going to talk about the mass shooting problem in america and guns and this fourth of july weekend uh between wednesday night and sunday night so that would, that would define that as 4th of July weekend. Yeah. We had 22 mass shootings. Over 140 people were injured. Uh, dude, it's just like so – when I say that, man, it sends like shivers down your spine. Isn't it? It sends scary. shivers. Like yeah. think about that. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, five days. 22. 22. Yeah, and, and a mass shooting being mass defined shootings. as anything – or any, sh any shooting where four or more people are, are shot or attempted to be shot or – Shot or killed. Shot, yeah. yeah. I think it's four or more. It's scary stuff, and I think the the uh, the story we want to highlight here is is the shooting in Philadelphia, uh, the mass shooting in Philadelphia, uh, I believe, and, and I think you have some more details. Yeah, on this. so you can go ahead. The the shooting in Philadelphia was, you know, there as Chris mentioned, there were a bunch of mass shootings over the weekend, um, but this one got the most press. Uh, in this mass shooting, five people were killed. Uh, further ones were injured. Uh, those included in the injured were very little children. Um, but essentially what happened was a man, uh, on Monday started firing shots just randomly on, on, on a neighborhood street in Philly. He had a Kevlar vest and an AR-15 rifle, which police described as a military style rifle or designed for military use. Uh, it, the shooting started in a house and then he moved to the street, um, and just started opening fire on a bunch of people. There were, uh, very young people as well who died, including a, a young a young boy who was 15. There was a 20-year-old and, and others who lost their lives in this tragic shooting. Um, 
and it just speaks to a bigger problem in this country where it, we're, we're kind of numb to this. Like, look at the way we're kind of talking about yeah, this right I was, now. I was look actually, at the way that it was covered in the media. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up a second ago. Like, at, at, through, like, speaking what I was just saying, 22 mass shootings, I was getting shivers because of how, like, numbing it was to speak about. Like, we, you just right. speak about it so, like, yeah, this is – I mean, because realistically, we're going to have this conversation tomorrow and the next day and the next day. I mean, statistically, like, how many mass shootings have we had this year? And, and that's, that's actually a great – uh, we've had this year alone. Dude has it pulled up. He's ready. I'm ready. 348 incidents across the nation this year, which are mass shootings, in which four or more people were yeah. injured or killed. And there's 348. That, it's July. Yeah, that's more. That's more shooting than days. That's more shootings than days. It's more shooting than days. It's July, and it just happens every single day, and it's not covered, or we're not doing anything about it, and we're so numb to it now. This doesn't happen in other countries. In other countries that are economically comparable to us, they're not sitting there having these conversations where they're numb to the fact that there was another mass shooting there today. There was another child who got shot yeah. in a school yeah. or whatever. And, and I think you know people ask our opinions on gun control quite a bit. We have too many guns. We have a gun problem. You know, Per capita, we have the most guns in the world, uh, double the next country behind us. Uh, per you know, I don't have the exact per capita numbers up, but we are number one. Um, and you know, there's a quite a bit of debate around these. I know people don't like the term assault weapon styled rifles, but um, you know, this guy should not have been able to get his hands on what the police. I mean, this is not a lot of people say, "Oh, you liberals, you don't know anything about guns." I'm not describing it as a military styled rifle. The police are. They describe yeah. it as a military styled rifle. Should not have been able to get his hands on that. Um, whatever you know legislation we need to to pass to do that uh needs to happen and it's 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 becoming an issue where it feels like democrats are are screaming and saying you know this is this is this is at least the solution we can go forward with now because you know a lot of republicans uh, even you know elected officials or republicans you talk to say oh it's a mental health issue it's a culture issue Okay, well, you know, if it's a culture issue, that's not really something that I can legislate on. You know, it's it's not something I can really pass through the Supreme or the, the Supreme Court, the through Congress. Um, um, and, and you know, you say, oh, it's a mental health issue. Well, Republicans are are blocking bills to fund mental health in school. I don't see Republicans bringing any legislation to the floor about mental health. Whereas Democrats are at least saying, you know, here's here's a possible solution. Let's legislate on this issue because we need more gun reform, whether that's getting rid of large capacity magazines or, or making it harder to get uh, assault weapon style, assault weapon style, uh, we assault styled weapons, sorry. assault style weapons, assault style weapons. <laughs> um, and we can change the definition of assault style weapons. I know there's a lot of debate around that, but that's at least a solution that that now because, I, you know, a 15 year old boy was killed. Well, are you going to go to his family and say, "Oh, it's a, it's a, it's a culture thing"? I don't really know what to do about it, but like, it's a culture thing. Like, it's not a gun problem. I promise, it's not a gun problem. It's a culture, and just walk away because I'm not hell bent on taking your guns. I'm not. I, I, the, the issue I have is you have no solution. You know, if, if, if the, if the answer is not more gun control, fine, bring me another solution because I just can't accept the whole, oh well, it's just mental health and and, and culture. I say, okay, fine, legislate it or right. pass it through Congress, and and. and it's and the thing about it is, is like I, sometimes it's I, I understand why Democrats in Congress have to like listen to Republicans and their proposals for gun control, but their proposals aren't going to change anything, right? They 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 say it's mental health, which is definitely part of the issue, but they don't they don't legislate that right. way. Then their legislation is let's give more guns. You know, in Ohio, they pass a bill to give teachers guns, right? But the problem is with these Republican proposals. You know, we talked about the Democrats, like you know, 
limiting high-capacity magazines, red flag laws, banning certain weapons that have been used in some of the worst mass shootings in American history, mental health evaluations, very common sense gun reform, right? But then we have the Republicans. They're not proposing anything. They're saying more guns. And the fact of the matter is, in whether it be America or other countries, when there's more guns, there's more gun deaths. Right. Kind of like logic kind of follows that way. Right. And we're saying this to them. Young people, Democrats, we're screaming at them. We're like, guys, more guns will kill more people. They will be used in more fatalities and more mass shootings uh, in more domestic events. Um, and they're kind of saying, that's nice. Right, we that's, hear you, but uh, we don't really they care. Don't care. And I think you bring up a, you know, a good point that even like you and I have talked about, you know, you can't just legislate on the idea of, of more guns. I think you specifically have been pretty open to the idea of I, I don't remember what country it is you probably do but the idea that like even you could you could even touch on the mental health aspect with with the guns you like in a way work with republicans here they'll they'll say this is a violation of the second amendment which is fucking ridiculous but uh, you could pour tons of federal money into getting you know if you want to buy uh, a certain type of weapon or any weapon you could you know give these people mental health evaluations i think you you, you've t- I, I know you've talked well, yeah, about this. It's, it's, it's Switzerland. Switzerland. Dude. It's Switzerland. So Switzerland, um, just for people who are listening, um, in, the, in the European Union has some of the highest rate of gun ownership in the EU per capita as well. Um, so they're kind of an outlier in Europe in, in that sense. However, so they have like two guns, or two, excuse me, two million guns for their eight million uh, population, which is a lot for, for Europe. Um, and, you know, I've, I've seen Republicans try to use Switzerland as an example of you know, a lot of guns being in people's possessions and there being no mass shootings or no, you know, no, uh, no murders, right? And that's true. Switzerland has virtually no mass shootings, virtually no gun murders, but they have some of the strongest gun regulation in the world. Very strict uh, regulation on who can even get guns. You have to have permits. You can't carry them outside. They can only be used for sport or hunting. Um, you know, buyers or excuse me, sellers can require said purchaser to get a mental health evaluation and then they can reject them for all gun purchases based off that mental health evaluation among many other different regulation. So we it's almost it's going to be impossible to eliminate every gun in American society and Chris and I and I are not even proposing to do that, right? But if we're going to have all these guns, then then we we have to have strong regulation. Right. It's worked in other countries and the fact that we're sitting here even having this conversation with the lax regulation we have right now when it's been proven in other places is ridiculous. We're sitting on our asses and doing nothing. I agree. I agree one hundred percent. I agree. It's just frustrating. Man. Um, and yeah, I mean that. Like, like I just said, that's like brilliant because it touches on the mental health aspect. And really, we just have to get this uh, Second Amendment absolutist ideal out of out of society. You know, you, uh, you... And, and like think about like they Republicans think. And I'm not trying to demonize all Republicans in this conversation. It's just a very passionate thing for young people who – like Chris and I are out of high school like two and three years. Like I remember doing gun shooter drills at my school right, right. after living in Europe exactly. and never and never even having to think about it. It's, tra- it's tra- traumatic. Um, fuck. What was I – dude, what was I even talking about? What were we just talking about? You were saying we're, it's – you don't mean to demonize all Republicans. It's – you don't mean to demonize all Republicans because we, we – this issue is hard on us. Except, oh yeah, I mean, look, yeah, we we just don't mean to demonize all Republicans. Okay. Um, no, I mean, I agree. Yeah, I, I guess because it's not like an all Republican issue. Yeah, I understand that that you know a lot of Republicans feel strongly about their rights to own uh, weapons, and that's fine. I respect that, um, but that doesn't mean that you know I just cannot accept. You know, I think in in another mass shooting uh, this this week, or maybe this was one of the injured in Philadelphia. There was a two year old shot. A two year old. 
like yeah. I get it. I, I understand that you are passionate about your second amendment right. And I respect the hell out of that. I do. But there, I cannot accept not having a solution to this issue. I just can't. I just can't yeah. accept it. Do you like, I challenge you. If you can say, look at me and say, it's a culture issue. Or I, I know a lot of Republicans say, you know, we need more religion in school, et cetera. Something, <laughs> something that we can't legislate on. If you say, I'm, you know, it's just not a gun. Or I've heard Republicans even say, you know, it's the cost we, we have for our freedom. It's the cost that Americans, that, that Americans have to, to have access or, quote, unquote, freedom to weapons. Okay. I challenge you to go to the family of the two-year-old who was shot, probably in a sh stroller. Just you go tell them that. Go say, you know what? I do this because it's my Second Amendment right. You, your two-year-old got shot because that's just what that's, – that's, that's, that's your two-year-old – Get shot because I want to, you know, live in. Because I want an air. Yeah, because I want to live in America with quote unquote freedoms. I, I just can't, you know. I, I respect you in a sense, but I can't respect that. I just can't. No, and I think, and I think you actually made this point in a video that you made on TikTok that went very viral, um, and it was that all those Republicans who wore those AR-15 pins on their jackets in Congress. Yeah. Yeah, I think they. No, I think they should go to the families of some of these. It's it's absolutely shootings. It's absolutely real shit because it's like I I get like you know you you can sit there and scream behind you know if you're a member of Congress you can sit there with an AR-15 pin and walk in and you think you're you're big and bad and you're representing American freedoms and you're just you you kind of gives off this like very like like just like I don't know douchey like I'm the best. You know, this is what America stands for. Okay. Like, you think you're so cool. I'd love I'd love for you to stand in front of one of – I wouldn't love it, obviously. Yeah. But you get what I'm saying. Like, go stand in front of one of the families and you fucking explain this to them because I just – Well, it's also, it's also a slap in the face to any family who – or a friend or anybody in relation to anybody who's lost their lives in a mass shooting or to gun violence, right? Like, you know, think about all those parents to the children who who, who, who were the parents of the children who lost their lives in Uvalde. Or Parkland, or Columbine, or or, or Las Vegas, you know, in the, the the concert shooting. Think about all the parents who have seen their kids killed due to AR-15s. In in Uvalde, they had to get DNA swabs for the kids because the bodies were so mangled from the the power of AR-15 rifles. Think about those parents looking at Republicans like George Santos walking around with a rifle that obliterated their children right. on their chest proudly. Right. Yeah, that's deep shit. It's real shit. I mean, think think about that. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine having a, a family member of mine die at an AR-15 and then seeing Republican members of Congress. Congress you, know. you know, and Marjorie Taylor Greene the other day said she loves the AR-15 because it gives you unlimited bullets. You know who else likes the AR-15 for that reason? Yeah, right. Exactly. exactly. Mass shooters. Exactly. exactly. Wow. I didn't even hear that quote. Did she really say that? Sterile. She really said that. Wow. Yeah, well, I mean, Maybe, you know what? I have the video. I'll throw it up. We'll throw it up we'll right throw here. It up. I'm a big, uh, hey, I'm a big fan of the AR-15. The great thing about it is that you get as many bullets as you want. And if somebody's coming in your home to murder you or, or your children, guess what? You can have as many bullets as you need to defend yourself. And I, I think that's a big deal. Actually, I'll throw it up because I have to edit. So thank you for that. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, I'll throw it up. Um, but regardless, no, dude, absolutely crazy. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. No, I mean, and look, it, it's just the gun, the gun mentality of loving guns more than humans, more than Americans, more than our children has permeated the, permeated the Republican Party so deep um, that, you know, when we have these, these mass shootings, it's no longer a, wow, this is fucking tragic.
it's a, oh, the woke liberal mob is going to come after my guns now. Right, exactly. And, and I think and I think specifically one of the reasons we wanted to touch on Philadelphia was because it really encapsulates a lot of what we're talking about, right? So we, we talked about the idea that, you know, he has a quote-unquote military-styled rifle. Um, he also, you know, it's it's partly a mental health issue. Harry and I don't disagree with that. He walked he walk down the street. That's a huge problem. Um, the other thing, the quote... I'm trying to find it. He said, um, you know, he he said he he told police he did it. He did. He, he committed this mass shooting, killed five people and injured two as of right now. He did it to, quote, clean up the neighborhood. That's the quote. And that brings into the third issue. It's 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 guns. It's mental health and it's right wing extremism. Now, I'm not trying to suggest because we don't know this guy if he's a right-wing extremist you know but this encapsulates a lot of what the right-wing extreme really the right wing is becoming and being being what's the word they're being infiltrated by right-wing extremists and i mean that's a scary quote that's a scary yeah quote. and i think that um I, I i'm i'm not trying to spread misinformation when i say this so um you know, keep this with a grain of salt, or t you hear this with a grain of salt. But I heard that the Philly mass shooting mass shooter posted pro-Trump messages uh, prior. Wow! But even if that's not the case, right? Even if that's not the case, because again, take that with a grain of salt. Not one hundred percent sure about that. I just saw it. But um, the right-wing extremism has absolutely played a part in some of these mass yeah. shootings. Remember in Texas, the the strip mall, the man yep. who shot little children and families. Yep. A whole a whole family was wiped out. Um, that guy, you know, wrote things down before the shooting. And one of the, one of the people he looked up to was libs of TikTok yeah, on, right. on Twitter. You know, the account that demonizes LGBTQ plus people along with other people on the left who are innocent. They're not doing anything wrong for the most part. I, I don't really look at their content so I can speak of it. But, you know, obviously libs of, libs of TikTok is a very far right extreme account. And they demonize a lot of people. The shooting in Buffalo in New York about, about a year ago, I believe it was a year ago, 10 shoppers murdered. In broad daylight, uh, the guy was a believer of white replacement theory, right. uh, which is the idea that you know immigrants or people of color are coming to replace white people in society. That Republicans like Elise Stefanik, a representative who's a Republican from New York, has, have pushed. Um, so when we have people, and even even in uh, Illinois last year, it was there was a parade and there was a, a shooter, um, and he killed a bunch of people from a rooftop. That guy posted – had pro-Trump photos, pro-Trump messages. So I'm not trying to say that all Trump supporters are like this or all Republicans like this. But there's certainly a correlation. Yeah. Here. There's certainly some connections. Yeah, and I think what we're trying to say is if you're a Trump supporter or Republican, a lot of you know, a, a lot of Republicans listen to us. Uh, and, and I'll say this first. Like there's a lot of Republicans Harry and I deeply respect. Um, oh, I, yeah. I personally – like the two that come to mind immediately are like Joe Walsh, Liz Cheney. Um, there's, there's the, the issue here is not Republicans. We're not, again, trying to demonize Republicans. The issue here is is this extremism that is now infiltrating your party. And if you're a Trump supporter listening and you don't agree with some of you know, a lot of what Harry, if you don't agree with any of what Harry was just, you know, speaking of, um, you should you should get out. You should get out of this this Trump world because your party is being infiltrated. In fact, I'll throw up the clip right now. We're going to throw it up. This was at a, this was at a Trump event. This was at not a Trump event. Trump spoke at this event. This video was either on OAN or Newsmax. This guy was being like interviewed, and this is not a random guy. This is like a he's at least known somewhat 
because he's got the ability to be interviewed on Newsmax right before Trump speaks. And he means something within this world, I promise. Listen to what he has to say. I'm going to throw it up. So if you don't control education, you cannot control the future. And, and, and Stalin knew that. Mao knew that. Right. Hitler knew that. We have to get that back for conservative values. Yeah. And I think, you know, when Harry was just speaking of, you know, a lot of these mass shootings have to do with this 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 right wing Republican extremism. There's your example. That clip was found on Twitter by Democrats, by Democrats. Not a single Republican mentioned that clip. They are saying it out loud. And I get it. It's I, I promise I get it. It's not even the majority. It's, it's not even close to the majority of Trump supporters. I get it. But but again, your party is being infiltrated. This I mean, that was a completely normal thing to them. That was just said on OAN or Newsmax or whatever. A lot of Trump supporters are listened to. I know diehard Trump supporters right now, 10 to 30 percent of the country, whatever it is, 40 percent, maybe are watching Newsmax or OAN, they've ditched Fox. Um, that's powerful stuff. I mean, what do you think, like, when this guy, this guy in Philadelphia, says he did it to, quote, clean up the neighborhood? Well, that guy just said, you know, you know, he just talked about um, Hitler and Mao and all these things. Hitler also wanted to, you know, quote, unquote, clean up Germany. And and people people will come at us for this. I know people are going to come at us hard for yeah. this because so many Republicans say, you know. And, and again, I feel like we're just like we're we're, we're not trying to generalize a whole group. I promise. Um, yeah. But you know, a, 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 Trump supporters get angry at this, at very upset at this notion that is pushed that that this party is becoming more extreme, or it's being infiltrated by by extreme people. I mean, I just don't know what to say anymore. Look at what I just showed. It's it's yeah. un, it's unbelievable. And- and it's important to remember that, you know, people aren't shooting up malls or schools based off of liberal ideas and things that we talked about on the left. They're not like, God, I want more people to be, you know, have health care. Oh, fuck. I want people to have food. <laughs> right, God right. damn it. Right? <laughs> right? They're not doing it for that. But when the Republicans, like these MAGA more Republicans are spreading these really dangerous theories of white replacement theory, whatever, or, or the one you just talked about, where people are like, we need to control the education. Like Hitler and Mao understood that. That's really fucking dangerous. Yeah. That's getting into some really dark territory that I think we're already seeing have an impact, um, not only in violent events, but just the dialogue, the political dialogue in America, yeah. where that's acceptable. And as yeah. you're right, I, all the Democrats called that I out. Think, I, think you can, I think you can attest to this, because I think it's, we don't talk about this very often, because I think it's a lot because of what we do, like because, you know, we spend we're losers. So we spend 11 to 12 hours a day on social media posting and looking at politics. We're completely we're complete fucking losers. Complete um, losers. Right. But w- I don't know about you, but I've seen a a pretty drastic shift over the last. Like four months uh, of this rhetoric, especially that like it all relates. Uh, that's more pro uh, ex- more extreme. Uh, leaning toward more fascism, uh, really yeah. hating the LGBTQ community, especially this quote unquote, you know, at, hating wokeness, tearing down pride flags. We've seen, you know, the the rate of um, uh, year to date. I think the American there's set. I'm, I sound idiotic right now. I'm sorry. Uh, Seventy last year, I think seventy some odd percent of Americans supported same sex marriage. That has dropped be, somewhere around five or seven percent. That's pretty drastic over the last year. Um, year, yeah. And we've seen just this really uh, this extreme uptick in the last six, four to six months of this type of rhetoric. And I mean, now we have people. I mean, Trump spoke at that event, and he's like, "Yeah, we 
we need to control the education system. Hitler knew that. Like, what are we? What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? What, what the, the fuck, fuck are we doing? doing? That's a perfect. What the fuck are we doing? And I'm uh, and Chris is gonna hate me after I do this, folks. Do it. But I'm throwing up a clip. I'm actually gonna throw up two clips. Oh my god, dude, the editing. Yeah, yeah I'm have, gonna edit crazy. Have at it. Have at it. Listen, the first clip I'm gonna put up is um, one of. Speaking of Mobster Liberty, we're going to do two Mobster Liberty uh, clips here. Um, the lieutenant governor, Republican lieutenant governor of North Carolina, Robinson, what's his last name, was at a Mobster Liberty event recently. And take a look at what he had to say to the crowd regarding Hitler and other dictators like Mao and Stalin. Here's the thing. Whether you're talking about Adolf Hitler, whether you're talking about Chairman Mao, whether you're talking about Stalin, whether you're talking about Pol Pot, whether you're talking about uh, uh, Castro in Cuba or whether you're talking about a dozen other net despots all around the globe, it is time for us to get back and start reading some of those quotes. So listen to that, folks. This guy, an elected Republican official who's running to be the next governor of North Carolina, a big state in the United States, is saying that Hitler and Stalin and Mao and all these other uh, dictators awful figures in history are being taken out of context and we need to read their writings more i mean it's right? un it's unbelievable it's unbelievable it's like i i truly like i don't know what else to say this is fucking unbelievable what is, what are we doing and again what like, are we doing if you are a, if you are a trump supporter a republican if you are not a democrat watching this and you do you you wholeheartedly you're what you're listening and you're like wow that's fucking awful great get out Get, Get out. out. You don't have to vote for a Democrat, but you cannot associate yourself because your party has been taken over by extremists. And look, uh, you're going to hate me. Actually, I'm going to hate myself because we're going to have to do editing. Weren't you going to throw up a second clip? Are you throwing up a second clip? Yeah, I was going to throw oh, up a throw second it, clip. Throw it, do it. All right. So uh, to further our point, and this is more editing, but it's worth it. To further our point, Chris and I both posted a TikTok today about this, uh, another clip from a Moms for Liberty event where recently uh, a, uh, a chapter in, I think it was in Ohio or Indiana of Moms for Liberty, um, in their newsletter, they quoted Hitler talking about education, similar to what the other guy was talking about in the first clip that Chris put up. Um, and they put it in their newsletter, sent it out to all their members. They're quoting Hitler. So, of course, rightly, everybody's mad at these people. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? What's wrong with you? Why are you quoting Hitler in your newsletter? You're claiming to love America. You're quoting Hitler. Um, and – but no, it, it was a mistake. It was not a mistake. They didn't feel bad about it. They didn't apologize. No. Their co-founder is saying, I stand with that person. So take a look what the co-founder had to say at their recent Moms for Liberty event. Right? Yes. One of our moms in a newsletter quotes Hitler. Woo! I stand with that mom. Yeah. So that that mom, that co-founder of this thing is saying that she stands with the member who quoted Adolf Hitler. She's not like, that was wrong. Yep. She should and, have and done there that. Was, there we was, don't stand with that. Right. And there was quite the applause. There's quite the applause in the background. Yeah. And, and the thing is, oh. the thing is, is for people who don't know, because I, again, I know that Harry and I are losers. So we're on social media, you know, 12 hours a day with politics. But Moms for Liberty is a, is a pretty large nonprofit group. They're very right. They're pretty right wing, very right wing. Their essentially whole goal is to, quote unquote, protect the kids. So I think you know where I'm going with this. They try to show up to uh, like uh, school board meetings and such and try to 
ban books from school, get rid of LGBTQ things in school. They think everything's too woke. Just so you understand the idea of where this is. And this is a big group. And they're a nonprofit group saying shit like this. So, yeah. And I mean, unbelievable. Just absolutely fucking unbelievable. How hard is it? How crazy do you have to be to just not condemn that? How hard is it to be like, yeah, we don't support Hitler. We don't support using his quotes in any of our material. No, no. They decide right. to go with, no, I stand with that person. Right. Guys, I mean, yeah, I, get, look, as Chris said earlier, just get out. What the fuck like, are what, we what, doing? What the fuck? And get out. Just get out. Get out. Get this out of is, your party. Get is, out of that party. I think people hate us for, hate, hate Democrats a lot for screaming this idea. You know, they call it, they call it fear mongering a lot of the time. Yeah. But guys, I, I, I don't know how else to say it. This is not normal. This is not normal stuff. If, 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 I mean, do you understand, like, I, we weren't even really alive, Harry, but we at least have the idea. I was born in 2002. I think you were born in 2003. I was two. I was two as well. Oh, two. Okay. We were, we at least have the idea that, that this, this is not normal. And, and even a sniff of something as extreme as this a few years ago, not, maybe not a few years ago, but 10 or 20 years ago, what would have, would have, you, you would have been, you would have been ousted. You would have been, you would have never seen political daylight ever again. I mean, you understand there's, there's a guy running. I don't even remember the guy's name. Maybe I'll, should I throw up another clip? <laughs> um, <laughs> there, there's a, actually, I guess it doesn't matter, but regardless, you get the point that there's, there is people and pol- politicians over the last 50 years who have been through such small controversy, like, like the most little stuff and they, they get thrown out. You never hear from them ever again. And now we have people actively, you know, spewing or echoing. I'll say echoing. Very particular word there. I'm not saying Donald Trump is saying this, but e- echoing the idea that, that uh, I mean, we're, we're meant, the fact that we're even mentioning Adolf Hitler. I posted the video today and somebody commented because I couldn't, I couldn't say the, the quote because I'd get banned from, uh, from, or I'd get taken down on TikTok. I had a Republican comment and say, well, I feel like, you know, you're bashing into this person, but you didn't even put up the quote. Why don't you put up the quote first? I don't fucking think the quote matters. I don't care what the fuck Hitler said. I don't care. I, this is, is this really where we're at? Are you fucking kidding me? I, I'm sure Hitler once in his life said, has a quote that's, 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 you know, not absolutely fucking horrendous. I don't care. I don't care. It's Hitler. It's Hitler. What are we doing? It's fucking Hitler. And that's my point. Like, you just have to sit. And when you hear something like that go through your ears, you sit there like, what the fuck? What are we doing? Right. And and look, you you made a terrific point. Um, In 2023, we have Republicans who are running for office or people who are in these large groups like Moms for Liberty talking about Hitler, saying we need to read his readings, saying we need to get back to the way that Hitler did things, such as controlling education, Uh, very openly and proudly. Go back 11 years ago to 2012 with Mitt Romney or even 2008 with McCain or 2004 with Bush. Um, If these Republicans would have quoted Hitler or said any of these outrageous things, these far-right things, pack up your bags, get out of the party. You're never seeing political office ever again. You will never, ever get a public speech. You'll never be elected. Nobody's going to support you. You're done. Pack Pack up your bags. You know, in Obama's presidency, he got slammed by Republicans for wearing a tan suit, for putting Dijon mustard on a burger, Dijon. for wearing a helmet while riding a bike, among other crazy controversies, Dude, he right? Wore, he wore a helmet and made him look weak, buddy. I'm Apparently, pretty sure. Yeah, Sean, Sean Hannity, Hannity Fox yeah, yeah, yeah. News, weak. Sean Hannity said and, that, that was a big segment. That was primetime Fox. The, that was primetime Fox. The helmet Fox. on the bike made Obama look weak. 
and I now mean, and now i could you, you could look up obama tan suit look, look up obama tan suit there's a wikipedia article about the controversy that's how big it was i mean yep. what the anyways so that that is what republicans considered significant less than a decade ago yeah. when obama was president less than a decade ago now they have donald trump echoing good word but echoing. they also have people who are running for office openly saying these things and Sean Hannity, Sean Hannity and Tucker, whoever else is going on news and saying, well, Dude, what's the big deal with the woke I, mob? I, I almost, I, I almost you know? want to just make my life absolute hell editing this and throw up the Dijon mustard video. Well, actually, will, I get, will, will, will they allow that from Fox? On Probably not. Probably okay, not. well, go look up. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? You're right. Definitely can't put up the Fox because Fox is going to, I don't know. Fox has put up clips of us, though. So fuck, you know, fuck Fox. No, fuck Fox. Um, but yeah, they, they, they went quite, quite in on, you know, like there's a round table of them with the Dijon mustard. And, and Obama put Dijon mustard on a And there's like a, he put Dijon mustard on a burger. And there's a round table of them being like, I mean, it's just like it's it's actually the most laughable thing. Like this is just this is unbelievable. <laughs> Who in their right mind puts Dijon? It's like a it's an actual like news story. And like um, they're sitting around. They're literally. I mean, the clip is hilarious. It's, yeah. you, you think it's SNL? They're sitting around <laughs> yeah. like, well, this is the biggest scandal in American history. The Dijon, Dijon, the Dijon mustard, mustard scandal. Anyway, anyway, um, we don't mean to get so, too off topic. Yeah, sorry, but, sorry. I think oh, this man. actually draws into one of our next one of our next things. And you talked about Monster Liberty. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know who has ties to Moms for Liberty? And a lot of people have wanted us to talk about this. That would be RFK Jr., the other Democrat Democratic nominee. Uh, I think we'll probably have a segment at some point in a future episode about Marianne Williamson. But I know RFK is getting a lot of headlines right now. A lot of people want our thoughts. Um, well, first of all, I think we can start here. He was supposed to go to, I believe, the clip. One of the clips we put up from the Moms for Liberty event in Philadelphia. Um, did you put up a clip from Moms? Was uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Both of them were from Philly. Both of them were from Philly. I believe he Philly. was supposed to go to that Moms for Liberty Philly event. Um, it's it, it might have not been that one. It might have been a different Moms for Liberty Philly event. But I'll, I'll throw up the screenshot of the tweet. It's Moms for Liberty saying, you know, RFK is coming. Like very excited. He has ties to this group. He was supposed to go. He got a lot of backlash for it, obviously, because as you've, as you've seen, Moms for Liberty is an extremist nonprofit group who's quoting Hitler and trying to ban books. Um, so I think that's where we can pretty much start with the fact that RFK is a conspiracy theorist nut job and, and we, he's just not a viable candidate. I mean, we, oh, yeah. he's, you know, he, he thinks my biggest issue is, you know, he thinks vaccines cause autism. He said that, you know, the reason people are transgender is because they, uh, because there's chemicals in the water or the air that's making them transgender. I mean, that's, that's Alex Jones level shit. And people say, you know, Chris, you guys aren't open enough. It's Biden or nothing. No, I'm not in a cult. If if Gavin Newsom ran tomorrow, I I there I'd think I'd be I'd watch. I'd You'd look at it. Yeah, right. I'd look at it. I'd be like, maybe Gavin Newsom's a choice. Put me up. Put me another candidate. I'll, I'll absolutely look. But I'm not looking at someone who, you know, I think Harry and I are very based in, or at least I am, in the the idea behind we have to get rid of this conspiracy theory fucking bullshit, and we have to be as a society based in fact and science. And RFK, there is. I don't know how many decades worth of science to absolutely undoubtedly prove that vaccines do not cause autism. There is not a single piece of respected journalism that shows vaccine cause autism. And we have a, a candidate for president of the United States who's going to affect health decisions that people make spitting this absolute fucking nonsense. So I just, no, no, you can, you can comment no, on that. hundred percent. Right. And like, look folks, let's just think about this for a second. RFK Jr. Has said that, iPhones and Wi-Fi cause cancer. Delusional. He's also said that HIV and AIDS have no connection. None. 
He's obviously done his COVID vaccine crap where he says it's, you know, this or that. Um, you know, and he's also accused, you know, indirectly, but, you know, saying that there's some form of conspiracy with the assassination of uh, former president JFK, saying that the government covered it up or the CIA or some crap like that, right? This guy is not based in reality. He's not a Democrat. He's a conspiracy theorist. And I understand that for people who don't pay attention to politics like Chris and I do, because again, we're nerds, um, you might hear the name Kennedy and you think, Kennedy, long line of Democrats, a lot of lot of Democrats, there are Democrats who are in the Kennedy family who are still active in, in modern day politics. Um, and you might think, oh, JFK, you know, former president. Uh, but this guy's whole family has basically disowned him. They're yeah. saying they're not supporting him because he's crazy. Because he's so crazy. So keep that in mind. Yeah. I mean, he's crazy. Yeah. And and again, like we I, – I don't mind supporting someone who's not Joe Biden. Although we think – you know, Joe Biden has been incredibly productive. Incredibly productive. And as someone said today, I believe on MSNBC, which was, you know, he's had one of the most youthful policy agendas in, in terms of, of actually helping the youth ever in presidential history. I mean – he, I like Joe Biden a lot, um, but if there's another candidate out there who's better suited for the office, please bring him forward. RFK is nowhere near that. He's a conspiracy theorist. He's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it's, it's disgusting. He's not that guy. He's not. He's you're, just. You're not, not that guy, not pal. Guy. You're not you're that not guy. guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Yeah, and, and look, like I just can't. Uh, the, like my main thing, like my one of the things I'm most passionate about in politics is this getting rid of this conspiracy theory MAGA. Like it, it, RFK draws in this MAGA. Like you're just spreading conspiracies that do real, present, serious danger in society. I think you know with the claiming vaccines cause autism. I, I think you have discussed with me previously something about. You know, there's a there's a town that that actually spread polio. Right. Was that it? Right, polio. Yeah. Polio. Yeah, there was a town that polio started spreading in again. Uh, you know, a, a a disease that we have a vaccine for. Nobody gets polio anymore because when you're young, you get this polio vaccine. You don't have to worry about it. But people started getting not getting their kids vaccinated because of modern day vaccine misinformation. Yeah, and it's killing people. It's killing people. This this stuff has serious consequence i know people can laugh and say you know well maybe maybe we should look into it okay but you know I, i'm gonna take my 50 60 70 100 whatever amount of years uh of of accredited science over a stack of nothing you have no proof for this and anytime you're gonna pull up an rfk clip of him saying you know some quote-unquote proof it's it's not it's just not every every scientist and doctor 99 percent of them are gonna say this is complete bullshit yeah and, and there's a reason why, right? There's a reason why the overwhelming majority of the scientific community of virologists or whoever deals with uh, viruses and pandemics and whatnot say that things like the COVID-19 vaccine is effective because it is, because there's uh, plenty of research right. to suggest that it is and prove that it is. Um, but the funny thing is about these, these anti-vaxxers like RFK who try to you know make an argument that they're not effective is that they'll pull up the most random uh, – unverified studies you've ever seen in your entire life. It'll be Jimmy in the fourth grade talk to Mark, and Mark said, I don't think it works. No, I don't think, and I don't RFK's think it works, on Joe Rogan. Yeah, RFK's, RFK's on Joe Rogan. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, and, and um, he's saying, oh, well, yeah. Mark said it wasn't. You know? So, yeah, and exactly. And the problem is when you put him in front of a microphone and you give him fucking Mark's study, um, he can, you know, he can amplify that in a way that no one will object. Um, and it's, it's dangerous. It's really dangerous. And I think... Um, well, I, I lost my train of thought. I was going to anyway. Say. Well, it, it, 
it doesn't matter. I mean, you're right. It's just dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous overall. And um, who I was I was gonna I don't even remember. I lost it. Maybe it'll come back to me. Maybe, Maybe it'll, it'll come, come back, back to you. But Maybe. All, we, all you got to know is that, you know, RFK is a lunatic. He said he was proud that Donald Trump likes him. He de- he said he's not sure if he'd endorse Joe Biden, if Biden got the nominate, nomination, which it's looking like he will. Um, you know, I, I, I this guy's not in favor of, you know, what's best for this country. Ask him. I want – I'm dying for a reporter to ask RFK to go in depth on any policy he have. He doesn't have any. He doesn't. He doesn't have policy. So conspiracy theories aside, if you're just like, well, you know, he can believe crazy things, but I just want to look him, look at him on a policy level. Okay. Let's have that conversation. Tell me what his healthcare policy is. What does he believe about climate change? How is he going to solve the education crisis we have in many parts of this country? You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. Anyway. Pal. You're not that guy. Um, we, we can go on about RFK forever, but point is, yeah, this point guy is, point is no. a lunatic. Yeah. Biden, point is, no. Point is, no. Biden 2024, easily. Biden 2024. Uh, and no one's censoring him. Uh, you know, you can go down the conspiracy theory of people censoring No one's censoring him. He just doesn't. He's not a viable candidate. So I don't you know. Just no. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, do you want to discuss quickly threads? We can move. We're gonna Let's we're gonna shift because I mean, this, this actually relates pretty well because RFK and all these people spew this MAGA conspiracy nonsense. Which, for the record, I do remember what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I, I am aware that a lot of the reason this MAGA conspiracy lane got started was because people feel like they cannot relate to politicians and or or maybe they feel like politicians don't serve them as well as they should. And I absolutely think that's a problem that you know I, I know you and I are looked at as very establishment, which is rare. But um, it, it's a problem that should be absolutely addressed to help this problem. The, to, uh, it's a problem that should be addressed to help the problem of MAGA conspiracy theories because right. a lot of these conspiracies spread and people get hot on RFK or Trump. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because people feel like they can't uh, – sorry, guys. My, my video my, – my camera video cut out because someone called me. Uh, I'm sorry about the video issues. We promise next episode will be better. <laughs> Um, yeah. But no, people feel like they can't relate to normal politicians because, you know, it, it, get, they, they feel like they haven't been served correctly or, you know, Joe Biden's not relatable. Or I talk to older people, 60, 70 year olds who say, you know, I've never had a president who I feel like actually cares about me. And that's totally valid. I think, you know, a politics as a whole has that issue. If you're a staunch Democrat or Republican, you need to do a better job at at actually, you know, showing you care about uh, a lot of groups of Americans. Um, so we need to we need to focus on that as as well as focus on getting rid of the MAGA conspiracy land. Now, in in that mumbo jumbo that I just said, part of that is the fact that Twitter, Elon Musk owns Twitter, and you can spew conspiracy fucking bullshit on Twitter. In fact, today on Twitter it went hot. Oh, it got it got hot on Twitter because there was a doctored video, a fake video of Joe Biden sniffing a kid that wasn't real. It probably has over three million views. No one's fact check it. Twitter won't fact check it. No there's community quote, notes. Yeah, there's quote unquote community notes on Twitter, which don't do shit. Um, we've been community noted before for something that wasn't even real, right? Yeah. Um, so the the fact checking service via community on 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 Twitter is shit. But luckily, Instagram. Uh, or Meta, which owns Instagram and Facebook, just released Threads. It's their Twitter competitor. Gas. Amazing. Gas. As guys, Gen, as Gen go Zers follow say, us there as well. Go follow us. I'm Chris Mowry on Threads. You're Harry J. Sisson. We're going to be using right. it a lot. I might ditch Twitter for it. Yeah, Threads we're is, thinking about it. Threads yeah, is really sorry. fun. No, you're fine. Threads is really fun. Uh, it's gas. As you, Some people say that in my videos when I like when I use like uh, quote unquote slang terms or like sometimes in my TikToks, I'll be like holding a basket. I fidget a lot. Like as you can tell on the video, a lot of people mention that I fidget. Like I fidget crazy. I always have to be, I feel so uncomfortable sitting. So I fidget a lot or I like am grabbing items in my videos. Like I'll play with basketballs and footballs and people are like, wow, you just want to look relatable to Gen Z. Like you're so fake. I'm like, look relatable. Shut up. Buddy, Sorry. 
I am 21. What do you mean I look relatable to 21? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am relatable to 21. <laughs> I am 21. What? Anyways, gas is a that's not a good term though. Don't use that. Like that's just that's just weird. It's cringy. But anyways, Threads is really fun. You should check us out fun. on Threads. Threads is fun. Yeah. It's not it's not MAGA conspiracy land. And I don't think Harry and I support censoring, but I think there's a broad level uh, where we can say that at, at least at a very uh, for very broad things, you know, as a society, we have to accept. Some things are fact and some things are fiction. We don't have to, you know, you don't have to go and fact check every post and censor. But something like the 2020 election was stolen. There's, fact there's check. No, fact check. There's Put no evidence there. behind that. And that is extremely yeah. dangerous. That's a very, that's a very big term. Like we, we should, we should be able to start with vaccine misinformation, uh, election misinformation, et cetera. And I think yeah. threads will, threads, although it's only been out a few days, we'll probably end up doing that. So you can check us out on threads. And, and the thing about, the thing that's nice about threads and, and thus far is that, um, you know, from the conspiracy land of Twitter, as you kind of mentioned earlier today, we've kind of moved into a more uh, factual community. I mean, it, it's holding people accountable on both sides. You know, both sides. I, yeah. I can't go scream that Donald Trump is a lizard person on threads, which is nice. Right. Exactly. Or popular, or popular conspiracy, whatever it might be. Exactly. But exactly. the nice thing about threads so far is that a lot of these Republicans who have spread misinformation are now getting labeled. Like when you try to follow them, it says this account has been, you know, reported multiple times for posting misinformation and it's been confirmed that they obviously it was fake uh, are you sure you want to follow and one of the people who have received that label was dc drano is this dc drano conservative account yeah on Twitter. He, I, I, he he ahead, was the guy that posted the doctored video of joe biden today it was a video of joe biden meeting with a a, a woman uh, and her military husband and her child and they put over an artificial sniffing sound and this guy spread it on twitter three million views as chris said and then on threads uh he's like well, why do I have a misinformation label? Right. Well, I, you, I wonder. The, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> if you try to follow DC Drano on Instagram, or, well, for a while at least, I'm not sure if it's still there, or on threads, I'm sorry. If you try to follow him on threads, it'll say, you know, this account is known for posting misinformation or uh, misinformation that goes against our community guidelines. And he was very upset about this. He, he might get his hands on this clip because he, you know, this guy's got a lot of followers on Twitter. He hates us. Yeah, Buddy, I don't know what else to tell you. You're crying. You're a little fucking. You know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be mean. You're li- <laughs> I'm gonna be mean. I'm gonna be mean. You're a little fucking snowflake. You sit on Twitter and and you love Elon Musk. Like I've never seen someone love Elon Musk so much in my life. You you're simping to a billionaire, and and you see you cry on you cry on in Twitter, and you're like, you know, why am I being labeled with misinformation? The same day that you're posting fucking doctored videos of Joe Biden sniffing kids, you're claiming the election was stolen with no evidence. I mean, this is why you're getting labeled with misinformation, because you're spewing misinformation. I don't know what else to tell you, buddy. It's right there. You, it's you, right there. You're answering your own question. Yeah. It's you are, you're knowingly, Yeah. Uh, and everybody responded to him, thankfully. People came in clutch, like myself, you, and, and some other amazing left uh, Twitter creators. Um, you know, we're posting the real video. The real video has been out for days. They know they're lying. Yeah. They don't care. And I'm pretty sure the video was taken by the mom who was quite happy to meet Joe Biden. Is that yes, correct? Yes, and the, what part yeah. of the video was Joe Biden leaning into her? I think it was – I think she had a son with, him, son, with yeah. her. And he leaned into him and said – and this is what the mom said. She said that Joe Biden said to the child, you're going to be the first Mexican president of the United States. Did, no way. Is that yes. actually – Yes, bro, that's, what, that that's is, what he said. That, so Joe Biden yo, is meeting with military families. That's crazy. Talking to – and he's like, let me tell you a secret. You're going to be the first Mexican president of the United States. I believe in you. That's what that's he's saying powerful to shit. That's, that's powerful, powerful shit. That's powerful shit. And Republicans shit. are taking a nice moment with a military family, no less, and they're turning it into a conspiracy. They're turning it into wow. a lie. And then they're crying about it when, wow. when they get misinformation labels on other platforms because wow. you know, Elon Musk doesn't give a shit about people wow. lying. That's crazy. I did not know that's what he said. That's, yeah. I need to do this – she posted it on TikTok, and that was one of the comments she left, that her child told her that's what President Biden said to the, the Unbelievable. Kid. Unbelievable. President unbelievable. Biden is unbelievable. 
nice I mean, guy. I mean, yeah. anyway, they, the Republicans love to turn these nice people and nice moments into something it's, so it, gross. That's and nefarious. because it's a, it's a disinformation campaign. That's all. It's, it's a misinformation campaign. They, they that's the way they can only win, folks. I mean, keep that in mind. Twenty twenty four. The only way that these folks think they can beat President Biden and the Democrats is lying and kind of pushing these narratives that are obviously not true. Joe Biden's this or Joe Biden's that. Anyway, this this right. especially gets me heated. But Threads is fun for that reason. Yeah, Threads is fun. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, um, so let me ask you this, Harry. Let me ask you. Let me let me let me uh, ask you a really tough question. How long have we been recording for? Because I had to cut my video, so like it's all messed up. Uh, we're forty nine minutes. Forty nine minutes. Okay. You want to do emails? You're gonna end it on yeah. Emails? Well, actually, actually, before we do emails, I have uh, one oh, more thing. You one more your, thing I'd like okay. to bring up. Okay. And, and did you want to do I, your segment, your poll? I yeah, I would love to do okay, my little. Segment. Let's do it. Folks, let's do it. Just and as another part of the podcast, we're gonna start doing a little bit of segments after we cover the news and things that are happening in the world in America recently. We're going to do some segments, uh, if applicable. If there's nothing, you know, we won't do it, but if there's something interesting we saw in the week, we would love to bring your guys' attention to it. Um, so something that I caught on Twitter, and maybe you folks saw my TikTok videos about it, except they got those got taken down for violating community guidelines some, somehow. But this Republican creator on Twitter, and I'm not going to say his name uh, because we don't want to give him publicity, but this popular Republican creator has over 500,000 followers posted a poll on his Twitter account. And if you're watching on YouTube, we'll throw it up. If you're listening, I'll describe it to you. Um, he asked, would you rather have your son? That was the question of the poll. And the first option was be in the KKK. Or the second option was be in the LGBTQ plus community. Now over 65,000 people of his followers of these conservatives voted in this poll. And 75% of those people said that they would rather have their son be in the KKK. Wow. I mean, isn't that... When I saw that, I, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. Sorry, folks. Uh, it's unplugged. We just had some technical yeah, difficulties. Yeah, we're really apparently, having some technical difficulties. Apparently, everybody wants to be calling it... We're filming this right now at 1127 at night. Uh, we've been going at this for many hours. Uh, apparently, yeah, everybody wait, wants to call us right now. So our video's yeah, cut out a couple times. It's unplugged, but we've, we've probably been attempting some form of this, getting through audio and video issues for the last... It's now been 10 plus hours. Um, so, like legit, it was legit. We're we're really we're really at it. Like we're really trying. Yeah. I promise it's gonna get better. I know my video. I've been fidgeting so much. I promise we're gonna get webcams. I I swear it's gonna get better. I appreciate all of you so much. And there will be um, no more disturbances going forward. But yes, anyway. But aside from that, apologize. Um, we're getting right back into it. So this poll, right? So, you know, this guy's a very popular creator, over five hundred thousand followers, and we're now to the point in America where we have a significant portion of people who said they'd rather have their son be in a hateful, racist, bigoted organization who have committed some of the most heinous acts in American history and pushed the most disgusting ideology. They'd rather have their son be in that group than be who they are and love who they want to love. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is, and I'm going to say it, unplugged, fucking awful. It's terrible. And and it's it really goes to the point that like this narrative of, you know, it's it's quote unquote for the kids has just been absolutely, absolutely nuked. Like I, I actually feel or I could, you know, I, I definitely disagreed when when people or they still say, you know, kids are being indoctrinated, trying to protect the kids. I disagree a lot, but I've talked to very, very nice people who are moms or fathers who really care about their kids. And I get it. Like, I, I really like I'm friends with the like I'm friends like no, no, no hard feelings. But a lot of this narrative has now been nuked because we said at the beginning, you know, hmm. 
when you say you want to protect the kids, that that sounds like you may be trying to hint at the fact that, you know, you 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 don't like the LGBTQ plus community. And Republicans said, no, 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 that's not the case. Well, all of a sudden, six months later, here we are. And the, the hate has is exploded, exploded against this community. And, and I think the poll yeah. shows it well. I mean, we're tearing down pride flags. I mentioned earlier the rate at which people are are uh, approving of same sex marriage is going down i mean if you just scroll twitter i mean people people i've seen people uh, very large creators completely dehumanize <sighs> lgbtq plus people i saw a thread with dylan mulvaney uh who's the trans um the trans person who did the bud light advertisement um and also a thread with a, a trans individual i believe who was on the white house lawn for pride month and there was comments from very big creators three hundred thousand plus followers saying you know if 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 i ever saw this horrid creature like you literally using the words this horrid creature like dehumanizing entire populations and these are not small accounts these are 300 400 500,000 follower accounts and i'm telling you a year or two years ago this would not be acceptable like this that you can i think we have a good view because we're on social media so much how this is, how this is evolving in americans minds like i'm i'm telling you just not long ago something like that poll you're you'd be like people would be like dude what the fuck are you doing what the hell get the get that shit off but now no one's yeah. all, no everyone's like yeah that's normal when they when they dehumanize trans individuals who are already like who who i really feel for there there's not there's not a peep people are just like yeah it's normal it's fucking no, and, horrendous and, yeah and um you know i know chris you and i have, have talked about this in private but this is something that's consistent throughout American history and world history when we have these events against like marginalized groups, you know, these movements to, to suppress and, and oppress marginalized groups. Is that what the, these people start with, in this case the Republicans, is an explanation that sounds somewhat justified to your average American. So for people who don't, you know, research politics, uh, they had to come up with something to make the idea that, you know, their, their homophobia a little bit more palatable for your average American. So what did they come up with? As you said earlier, they said it's okay. for the kids. We just want to protect the kids. We don't want any doctrination. Uh, we don't want to sexualize anybody. We just want to protect the kids. Uh, you know, Chris and I and people who study politics from the get-go always knew that was a bullshit excuse. Um, but that's what they ran with. And then when they started seeing that their homophobia, their bigotry was a little bit more accepted and that their excuse might have worked, they went mask off. Mask they off. Mask that's why we have polls they... like this. That's why we have um, – well, unplugged, folks – for the people who are listening audio. Now my, now, uh, no, no, we're fine. No, no, my, my light just went out, dude. I mean, this is – go ahead. It's, it's chaos. It's chaos. Anyway, the point is, is that they had to come up with an excuse to get people into their movement and kind of listening to what they had to say. And now they're going mask off. They're not even – they're not right. even saying it's for the kids anymore. At, they're just attacking at, trans people just because they're trans. Right, right, exactly. And I might be – you know, you and I might disagree – not disagree, but look at this situation – slightly differently because i may be just too nice that's my problem for a long time like i i really like accepted the notion of like ex heavily disagreed but in some sense i try to like step into people's shoes so i'm like no like they're not they're not homophobic they, they really are trying to protect the kids and now all of a sudden i really am pissed i'm pissed because like i said this this whole it's been nuked it's mask off it's mask off mask off it's mask none off. of this mask they're off. not even trying anymore they're not even trying right. to you know, cover their their bigotry. They're proud about it. They're out there saying it. Marjorie Taylor Greene is calling, you know, trans people and people in the LGBTQ plus community the G word, the G R O O M E R word. I want. I don't even want to say it, man. Um, which is disgusting. 
It's just disgusting. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that poll was interesting um, in the sense that it's horrifying um, and it's make me it makes me very nervous for the prospects of America's future and quite frankly for the people who are in the LGBTQ plus community. I mean, we just got to keep fighting for I these agree. people. Truly, and, I, and the I, allies. I, all right, I feel I feel for the LGBTQ plus community because I think it's you know there's there's a it's it's um it's and people of right color people, people of color, color right. even you know right KKK is my, you know obviously right right minority groups LGBTQ um, yeah. yeah it's it's the, the extremists on the right is not going well and um, yeah well anyway so with let's, that being uh, said yeah you let's, go to, let's move into go some emails, emails now yeah, yeah I think so we're on our last section we'll we'll go to emails. We'll go to um, our emails now. Um, uh, Chris, do you so, have them pulled up by any chance? I do indeed. All right, go so for it. We'll, we'll go ahead and start here. We're going to go with two emails. First of all, we're going to start with Dan, my buddy Dan. He says Dan, or Dan says, I'm sorry. Chris and Harry, I'm a huge fan of yours on various platforms, including now your podcast. I'm 70 years old, proudly woke, proudly American, and profoundly depressed about where where our country is headed very rapidly. But your insights, your passion, your energy, your wisdom, your breadth, your breadth and depth, and your basic belief in the goodness of America lifts me up every day. You're a great spokesman for your generation. Our future is in excellent hands. So how are you funding what you do? There must be expenses. You don't have time to work a summer job, I'm sure. So how are you paying for whatever you need? If there's a way to contribute, I'm happy to. And if there is a way, you need to do a better job promoting it. Thanks again for all you do for Gen Z, for America, and for people like me who want to believe that there will be an end to our country's death spiral. Please let me know how I can help. Gratefully, Dan. Wow. Dan, I have, I have to say, yeah, first of all, thank you so much for such an incredibly kind email. You're, an, you're a great writer. First of all, we love Woke. Shout out for you being 70 and Woke. We love that's, Woke. That's, that's, that's absolutely awesome. You're, you're a great writer, too. You remind, you remind me of my father. Um, fantastic. Uh, also, I want to say the fact that you would even consider donating or, or the fact that you even watch and now are, are, have this consideration of donating and reach out, it, it, it truly like touches me in a way that I can't describe. I I appreciate it so much. I can't tell you how, how much I appreciate that. Um, I think Harry and I have discussed ethically. We, we, we're, we're, we tend to be a little bit different than a lot of people on social media, especially in the political world. You can draw quite a bit of money in this field, especially in politics. Um, you know, you can make, I won't go into the details, but, but we know creators who, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> you can make quite a bit of money. And ethically, Harry and I don't think that's right. So we've never pushed donations, Substack links. We've never pushed donations, Substack links, um, anything like that. Or we any do of this stuff, ele- yeah. Yeah, we just do this 11, 12 hours a day. We're not really sure how we're going to get money from it yet. We're just kind of figuring it out. Um, but we've we've thought to ourselves we could, for the podcast, start a Patreon. So essentially what Patreon is you subscribe for 5 or $10 a month. You get bonus. Like we'd probably upload, like I guess, a bonus episode. Uh, once a week just for Patreon subscribers. We could do live streams just on Patreon. We could chat on Patreon. There's a lot of cool stuff on Patreon. We're just not sure ethically if, if we want to do that. Um, and so we're this is unplugged. We're trying to be raw with our thoughts. You can let us know via questions uh, or via comment or, or, or email um, what you think about the idea of us starting Patreon, if it's ethically right, if you would subscribe. And we'll address it next episode. So, Dan, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And Dan, that was really nice. Appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dan. Very nice. And our last, and our last email. And again, we appreciate all the emails we got. They were absolutely incredible. Um, Last email is going to be from David. Shout out, David. Shout out, David. David said, "Chris and Ari, reaching out from Gen X. One question I'd love to address would be the challenge of getting your fellow Gen Zs out to vote. Long lines, restricted voting hours, limitations on mail-in ballots. 
Gen Z may be the most politically pro progressive leaning generation ever, but that won't help if it's also the, also the most politically disillusioned generation because the disillusioned tend not to vote. Congrats again on the podcast. Thanks, David. Well, David, really appreciate the congrats. Uh, thank you so much for reaching out. It truly means the world. Um, I can't say that enough. I just can. It's crazy. Um, yeah. How do we get Gen Z out to vote? Well, you well know, listen. I think there's plenty of ways. Go for it. What go do ahead. You go What's ahead. Your no, thing? you go. Go. I'll go. I, I think social media is the biggest thing. one. I think social media is the biggest go. one. Um, it, it is. It, it played a huge role in the midterms. It will play a huge role again. A lot of Gen Zers, we've seen new, very new polling that they're getting the majority of their news off social media, and that's okay. Uh, I, I don't blame. I don't. You know, as a 21 year old, sometimes I, a lot of times actually, because I'm a nerd and I'm a loser, I turn on MSNBC or I turn on CNN or I turn on Fox. But I'm a fucking loser. Most 21 year olds do not want to watch cable news, and I get it. I respect it, dude. I fuck that. Uh, and so social media is going to play a big role in in getting people informed and getting people to decide who they want to vote for. Um, so we need to, uh, you know, if, if you are passionate about something uh, or you're a Democrat who's passionate or, you know, passionate about anything politically, I would get out on social media and hopefully we can convince young people to vote however they feel best. Yeah. Um, and I think there are some also like some other great ways such as uh, first and foremost being accurate with the information and kind of stressing the importance of the moment. Um, you know, we had Roe v. Wade overturned a year ago. Um, we have the student debt struck down by the Supreme Court. Um, we have, you know, Republicans pushing, as we talked about earlier in this in this in this podcast, these crazy radical beliefs. You know, Trump just insane, right? Insane, kind of overlooking crimes being committed. You know, these are things. Climate change. They don't believe in that crap. They don't believe in climate change. They don't care about vaccines. All this stuff, right? All this stuff affects us. Affects young people, um, and kind of stressing to these young people, it's like this is our future, right? So right. I understand that. You know, you're not like Chris and I who watch cable news. You don't go on, so you don't. You're not even on political side of, of social media. But you know, these are issues that really affect us, um, and they're going to continue to affect us. And the way you vote right now will affect you in 20 years. Uh, and, I, and, and I think that's really well said. I think that's. And I think the well final said. way for me is if you're a young person listening or older or whatever, however you're old, whether you're young or you're young at heart, right? Um, nice. Get. Everybody, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. Get everybody you know to vote. And if you're young, please, please, please. If you're in college, if you're if you're young twenties, late twenties, early thirty, whatever it may be, get your friends, family, and others registered to vote. Have these conversations that we're having with you folks today uh, about how important these elections are and how big these issues are, um, and just stress that voting is necessary. So those are that's kind of how Chris and I yep. are thinking regarding social media. I agree. Just stressing how important these things are. I agree. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much again, David and Dan. And we'll try to, we got a lot of emails. Again, we read them all. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to, I'll try to get through, at, like uh, in the next episode, we'll try to get through more. And you're always welcome to email uh, questions at cmhsunplugged.com. And with that being said, a couple things. We really appreciate everyone sticking around. I know this episode was a little messy. Uh, we had some audio issues. We had some video issues. All Both of our videos cut out tw at least once. Uh, I know I I know on my video I've been fidgeting like crazy everywhere cough and just dude I, I fidget so much uh, oh it really like we put we're putting in tons of effort to this like truly this is this second episode has been over 10 hours because of just all sorts of stuff so we just want you to know that like we do care we do care a lot and we will continue to get better this this podcast will continue to get better it will continue to look better it will continue to sound better uh, every single week so bear with us folks yeah. bear with bear us with we're us. getting there and th yeah thank you so much for watching episode two uh 
Look, look for us everywhere Mondays, 1 p.m. We'll be back next Monday. And I hope everyone has an absolutely lovely week. I love you appreciate all, you and I appreciate you. Be safe.